Star um, Superman into ET into Star Wars. So it's ready. Holy there shit! There we go. <laughs> oh man. She had one bit of uh, clothing that was barely covered her bits and I had a fan going and it was bits. blowing everywhere and it what are you seven? <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay it, no no it, stick it, with bits it, I don't want you to say anything yeah, no 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 turn around do it doucement. Do it very slowly. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. This is alright now. This is um, <laughs> an historic moment. Okay, that's probably overselling it a bit. <laughs> I feel an Independence Day speech coming from. <laughs> um, right, no, so we've not, I've had, over the course of um, many, many, many episodes, I've had many people, many, many people <laughs> on here. Um, Sean, obviously, most... Uh, familiar one I guess uh, Gareth recently it's not been released yet but Craig he's been out and about podcast with him with Stacey and Amanda in the background who am I missing Gareth said him <laughs> am I missing anyone else I'm I think sure. that's it I feel, it feels like there should be more uh, okay and uh, and and now yourself and we, we've not had you since episode 5 6 6 it was 6 6 yeah kind of in the background Skynet. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, welcome back. Thank you, sir. I feel, I don't know, I feel like it's a <laughs> do Jedi have, moment. Do you have tingles? Where... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like, you know, you've been, it's like episode three after the, uh, <laughs> after the Jedi have been wiped out and, you know, we, we've, like, you know, this black guy's come along and been like, hey, we've picked up the signal. And it's like, oh shit, Yoda? And they're like, no, 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 some other dude. <laughs> I'm the other dude. <laughs> yeah, we picked up your ship and here you are. And it's like, hey. cool. So whilst Yoda and Obi-Wan go off to, uh, you know, sort out the, uh, the that encryption thing to warn off Jedis and stuff, you and me are hanging out in that asteroid base thing <laughs> no one knows about. What are we doing there? <laughs> I don't know. Waiting for pregnant people to come and die of broken Just hearts. Just chilling. <laughs> yeah. So, welcome back. Thank you, sir. Good to be back. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to have you back. I'm really, I'm genuinely excited. It's yeah. This is this is going to be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. If I wasn't so tired, I would be grinning from ear to ear, like nonstop. <laughs> Fuck you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, this is this is epic. It's, it's an epic moment. Not so much historical, but epic. Um, but it's monumentous, monumental. Yeah, it's, evil, evil. It's, it's big. Yeah. So this one, this one. This, <laughs> this one. This one is so big. <laughs> right, we're doing music. This is the first oh. time. The first time that hang on, I should probably 
do this first hang on it should be noted that I'm drinking a beer if you know if anyone knows me I don't drink beer now you've been known to have back in the day you used to have the occasional cider yep um, more so now it's like vodka and coke or JD whiskey and coke Booker. yeah but not a beer beer you, I've never I don't think I've ever seen you no I thought I'd try something different and as I said to you a minute ago it is a bit like licking a two pence piece but <laughs> I'm getting used to it it's alright no, it's Foster's for it's you. Foster's yeah I did um, uh, lately. I've been on the Grolsch, which is uh, it's a nice strong beer. I like the way you say that. Grolsch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Foster's unfortunately. I mean, it's hard to go back to because it's just you know you drink it for years and then it'd be like uh, I don't know having strawberries and then when you have strawberries with cream, you can't mm. just go back to strawberries again. You have to have it with the cream. That's true. Yeah. This is all relative. <laughs> so, yeah, so you're having a beer. I'm having a beer. We're here. We're having a Coke and a smile. Oh. Have a Coke and a smile. Yeah, and my third and final shout-out is for you, sir. Young ah. young Adam, I was going to say that. Jack Skywalker. <laughs> young Adam. This podcast is proceeding as planned. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, that. it's good to have you back. And um, I know that there have been, in a couple of emails that I've read out previously, I've left out I mean okay I'm going to cut this so I'm just going to say it your way specifically um, there was a, a, an email asking where you had gone where where mm. yeah because um, I'd mentioned quite early on I was just like you can show up for uh, I didn't obviously say why I was just like going through some stuff that was it and then it's like not really been mentioned since but it's very much the same like with Gareth because I've recorded tons with him mm. but he's had the worst luck so far in that um, all the recordings that we did initially was on the hard drive that broke yeah so until I get that back there's not been much of him so it was kind of like he showed up I think in episode three or four mm-hmm. and then um, and we recorded tons and I, and none of his ever went up <laughs> the only one that went up was uh the one after one I did recently, I think it was episode twelve or thirteen. They went AWOL. Yeah, like Van, but, like yeah, Van Dam. Yeah, and not just that, but the other after we uh, the hard drive issue when we did record a couple of um, of things, the sound issue was well off. So which I'm pretty certain mine is as well. So I'm just going to crank both ours up. All right. Yeah, but you know this is going to be like this episode particularly for me, uh, music is you know this is something i'm very happy and comfortable about speaking about you know um music's a massive part of my life and certain composers and certain films and stuff have inspired me to to be the kind of musician i am today so this is this is gonna be fun now and i've mentioned this before um i think and if not i'm going to okay again for the first time okay (laughs) it's that you are no ordinary musician no not really and (laughs) (laughs) I have webbed feet and I play with my eyes closed (laughs) no um, no you you you, sir are literally and I've referred to you uh, consistently uh, because you're you're the guy for for anyone who doesn't know because some people don't um, uh, because it's kind of like they said it about comics once that every comic is somebody's first comic and Mm -hmm. I kind of assume that about podcasting some people like when the word gets around on Twitter there's going to be people that'll be like oh what is this Nashcast bollocks yeah. and they'll go into it and they can obviously browse through the episodes or the, the titles and stuff maybe find one that appeals yeah. to them but then they might just go right I'm just, I'm just going to listen to the latest one they've done and that could be this one so you're you're the genius behind the intro thank you sir that we uh, that we have our, our sexy 
sensual blues thing. Bang. Love the blues. Yeah, it's good. Love the blues. Um, but also, the, what makes you the genius, from my point of view, is that you're the kind of person that you can listen to something like once and then pretty much key for key replicate that on, yeah. uh, on the, uh, the the good old the piano. It's a blessing and a curse, I suppose. My dad is a professional musician, so he can play any piece yeah, of music he, you put he, in front he, of he him. He played... Any, like, yeah, he was in like the Queen's raw military band so he's a professional uh, flute player so you could put a bit of Mozart or whatever in front of him and he could read it and play it mm. whereas I can read music up to a certain level which allows me to compose and to have a basic structure of songwriting but f- primarily for me ever since the age of about six or seven when I got my first little Casio keyboard <laughs> where it had wham last Christmas as the demo button it was like mum look what I can play press demo pretend you play dip 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 um, I could just hear a song and then go away for five ten minutes and learn it just hear a song by ear yeah. and I've something I've carried on over the years and I just, just keep I keep testing myself and yeah and know. it's not just um, the, the ability to play as well but you're one of the few people in the well okay so I Massive understatement. I was going to say you're one of the few people in the world that can sing as well. But yeah, there's only me, and, only me and a few others. <laughs> um, but no, you, you just have like a, some sort of natural talent. I remember vividly um, when you used to play in that pub. I remember, Covers band. Yeah, and when I was... Yeah, I remember going a few times when I was Farnborough. sick. You, yeah. came, you came to the one in Farnborough and you, and you came with me to actually help me with the gear one time there was another that we were doing a yeah, part uh, someone's oh, birthday yeah, yeah that's right yeah you came with so yeah you've seen and a few was, times and then yeah there was, there, was that, there was that pub you guys constantly played it and I loved it because I mean it's good seeing like you guys were all really talented anyway but and just getting and seeing that you guys get a demand because all the women constantly were going up to you and asking for that you did a cover of oh uh, time after time after yes. time yeah 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 Eva Cassidy did that yeah actually, I sing she? Cindy Lauper song People yeah, were like, really? He's going to sing a Cindy Lauper song? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do it. But they loved it. And I was always, after the set was done, uh, in, in, during breaks, they were always coming up and, and demanding that. And then you could guarantee after, once you guys were completely finished, you'd always do like maybe one or two. We'd have to have an encore and that, fucking yeah, time after time again. Always one of them. Because, I mean, let's, let's face it, women love that song. And I that's a great if, song, man. I don't know why I was going to say, I guess women wet, but I don't know if that's true. <laughs> But women do. I love that song. I mean, that, that, no, that, that's that, it's um. It's one of those iconic songs that you get in every TV show that is during a, a really dramatic mm-hmm. scene. Um, like I know it was played in Smallville, for example. The first one comes to mind, and yeah. it was, uh, somebody had died. I think it was Lana's ex-boyfriend, whoever he was, who went off to join the Marines or something. His dad died or something, and I always do that. I always associate. Songs with a moment in a TV show or yeah, a film, it always yeah. it always links in. Yeah, um, like that amazing song by Lifehouse, everything which yeah. they used. First Again, time I heard it was in, yeah. I think it was season one or two at the prom. That was the first time I heard that song. I was just like, that, that song, that song is amazing. <laughs> and then I listened to the rest of their stuff and became a massive fan of the actual band. Yeah, but um, I'm exactly the same. Every because you know me, um, I'm. I like my soundtracks and stuff and if, if being into music it's kind of like a, a nice little contrast actually because with you we're going to be talking about soundtracks and stuff and then like later on next week I'm doing uh, one with Gareth and we're because he's like really into his music and stuff and he's going to try and educate me over the last mm. decades worth of music and stuff because I lost interest when it became too sexualised like you can't watch a music video without everyone being naked 
and just dancing in the background and stuff and it's always people whinging and bitching about you know being unfaithful or they've been dumped by their partner because they were unfaithful or some bullshit like that and it's just like fuck off things were simpler in the 80s yeah I mean R&B back (laughs) in the 80s and 90s back when R&B was actually R&B and stuff and people were clothed that was great and the moment you hit 2000 just sucks I mean take for example I'm just going to touch on this quickly uh, a little bit like uh, Kylie Minogue and Madonna okay they had their time now the music in the 80s and stuff brilliant especially Madonna's yeah, love I, respect, I love Madonna's early but they're, but they're a big comeback and the reason why they're so successful they cause they, they came back with this uh, this dancey pop music type stuff and the, the only reason they were successful was because they came back wearing nothing yeah well sex I mean, sells yeah exactly I know yeah yeah it's, it's true and I've got nothing it's against that way, concept yeah. but I'm just like well, I agree you don't need to get I mean Madonna she used to sell like millions of albums and stuff back in the 80s and 90s and stuff she does not need to have this sex appeal thing just to sell stuff. People will buy yeah. her music for, for the sake of music. Now, uh, the first thing that I think of with her, with her comeback was when she... And I can't remember what song it was off the top of my head, but she did that music video where she was wearing the uh, that gymnast outfit type oh, thing. Oh, okay, that was... Yeah, yeah I know the one you mean. And it's like, sure, for her age, she looks great. But, you know, that, that's, not, that's not, not all natural. You know that. <laughs> so... Sorry, Madonna. <laughs> but Kylie Minogue as well. Her big comeback. Um, Hung Up or whatever it, that song was called. Spinning Around. No, it was... Wasn't it Spinning Around, like the first big song she did when she came no, back? No, I think it was... Um, I don't know, it was Hung Up. I'll take your word for that. Yeah, I'm not no, a massive... Yeah. But again, hardly wearing anything. She had one bit of uh, clothing that was barely covered her bits. And... I had a fan going and it was Bits. blowing everywhere. And what are you, seven? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, no, no, it, stick it, with bits. It, I don't want you to yeah, say anything else. It now. barely covered a tits and cunt. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, okay, the song was it's kind of catchy and stuff, but just put your clothes on. No one cares. That's why I love the 80s music videos. I've got a video in my head right now. And of, not only were they wearing clothes, but they were colourful. <laughs> but like even guy bands like, like Def Leppard, if you look back at... Pour some sugar on me, you know that's a pour some sugar yeah. on me. The video is them in a house, and there's a crowd of people outside with a bulldozer trying to knock through the window while they're singing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. It's yeah. absolute <laughs> bullshit, but it's amazing. Yeah, videos I mean, need, and it's funny. Yeah, and and like uh, it was so much simpler back then. I mean, I don't know why this song's popped into my head, but Rick Astley. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> never going to give you up. Yeah. He's just walking along, shaking his hand every now and again in a sort of Michael Jackson, Billie Jean kind of way. Or, uh, and, but yeah, he's, he's just walking along, singing about it, and, and that's it. Uh, done. So he doesn't go around taking his, his clothes off, showing his ginger pubes and whatnot. None of that happens. Yeah. So... But um, yeah, I agree. Music is... It's gone yeah, a certain way. But with, you know, with, um, with film and stuff... Yeah, let's get back to the, the heart um, of this stuff, yeah. That's where it's at for me. I, I can relate to what you were saying earlier on. Every every time I hear a soundtrack, uh, generally for like either if it's something that I've heard in a TV show, like the Everything song, uh, Lifehouse. You should, should check that out if you haven't. Listened. I can see that in so many TV shows, and I can remember specifically the point. So I can like see the movie as it were in my head. Mm. Um, 
And anything that you've played me, like if it was a soundtrack to, I don't know, Star Wars or The Rock or anything that I've I've heard, and I enjoy Superman, Man of Steel. Oh. Listen to that soundtrack. We love that. The more and more I hear it, the more and more I love it. But as I'm listening to it, I I see it happening in my head. What yeah. scene it relates to and everything. And not many people can do that. They're, I mean, I suppose it's kind of like the equivalent to people who listen to songs enough that they uh, memorize all the words and they know all the words. And that's kind of like the, the equivalent to what we can do, having to, to be able to see and be able to specifically point out that particular bit. And I've been around so many people where soundtracks come on or whatever and I've gone oh yeah that scene and described it or whatever and they're like how do you know yeah so I just well. I just love how music in a film is like it's like a different it's like a, a personality isn't it like if you ever it try is. and watch a film and turn the whole turn the music off that is a drab dry weird experience um, yeah music I mean, is just so powerful like it was literally to go on to the first person John Williams John Williams John, Johnny John John Williams I mean and if you don't know who John Williams is fuck off I reckon I think he I think his music probably got me really into music and like writing my own stuff and because I would just like listen to scores and copy them and stuff and you know I think I think my mum and dad knew I was onto something when they took me to see Michael Flatley's Lord of the Dance <coughs> they did a, a live performance in London I think I was about eight and they took me to see it because we had it on VHS at the time and I really enjoyed it I like Irish music and stuff yeah. and they bought the soundtrack and my mum bought the soundtrack and I had it in my room for a couple of days and my dad came in and he heard me I, I literally learned the whole musical score to the whole of the soundtrack in like a couple of days and he was just like there's something very strange going on here for you to be able to do that and to record all the different instruments and yeah. um, but I loved it and I loved like John Williams there's something about his music um I don't know. He's just—he's just God. He's just amazing. <laughs> His music speaks through the films. It's just well, that's the—that's the—that's the beauty of him. And he—and he's um, said before in uh, like the, the Star Wars, one of the many uh, extras when people talk about it and stuff. They—they they say, or he—he's always said that you should be able to uh, tell the story of a film just from the soundtrack alone. So any film that he's done, if you just take away. All of them, the talking and stuff. If you if you were be, you know be able to mute that, and then just listen to the soundtrack, that in itself tells a story. But and that's, he's and that's, just he's just such a beautiful composer. Just Superman is probably for me one of my favourite soundtracks of all time. It's just like the original. Yeah, yeah, just just the different the delicate parts of it. You know, like obviously you've got the main theme, which actually if you listen at actually it says Superman when you hear it. It's just so clever, and then the subtle the love kind of lullaby between him and Lois you know that da, 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 da. yeah it's just it's just too good it just there's something about I can watch every time I watch Superman the movie it's always a certain point it always gives me tingles every time and it's the bit where Clark comes out of the Daily Planet and Lois is at the top of the building in the helicopter and it crashes on the side of the building and he's at the oh, bottom yeah. and he kind of he looks up yeah, and then yeah. you just hear that little dun, 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 and that's yeah. it it stops and you're like oh my god I love that. and yeah. then he gets the suit and then he looks up he's like excuse me and then it just kicks oh my god just every every time I must have watched that film 500 times and I still get goosebumps <laughs> when I hear that little yeah. dun, 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 and it just builds in it's I just, like, you know what's coming down. <laughs> it's just so powerful yeah, it is. John Williams has done that countless times I mean you know, just Star Wars and E.T. and Jaws. I, think, I mean, yeah, just, there's... Um, 
it's the Star Wars stuff. There's a, there's a couple bits that really scream out at me. Uh, going across like all six films, I could probably name a cup just a couple of like one. Are, like the most powerful moments for me. Uh, one when uh, when Luke's fighting Vader. Oh, the just the, the 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 like the 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 vocals. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. I mean, the, it's sort of a bit of a mixture because you've got like it's quite operatic, doesn't it? Yeah, you've well, really got the big. scene when uh, when they're the, the, the fighting it out, they're duking it out, as it were, and stuff. And then Luke does a somersault, and I mean, it's not a really, it's not a particularly big throne room, and there's not that much lighting for some reason. I guess the emperors were like, "I don't want lights," and and then Luke hides under the stairs, basically yeah. for what it's worth. <laughs> and Vader's going around taunting him and whatnot talking yeah. about Leia and, and stuff and, and then that you got like a, a subtle bit of music in the background and then it kicks off when Luke just freaks out and is like no and then just starts you know hammering down a Vader and then all mm. the way to the point that um, sort of like shortly after that when the Emperor starts kicking his ass you were just about to say this is I really love I love the 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 music to Star Wars. It's yeah. not my favorite. I I don't you know. It's it's not in my no, in my top. It's, it's, I, I but you're you just reminded me the one time it's only one Star Wars film and that's in Jedi. That's the only time where I get goosebumps and it's where he's getting fucking electrocuted to and shit. Like, and that music's just stuff. churning and then it just goes dun dun and he turns. Yeah, that gets yeah. me. That is every a, time. Yeah, yeah. Every that's... time I watch it because you know you're waiting for it and he's just looking at him and he's like, "Father, please." Yeah. Yeah. And he just when he turns yeah. and John Williams, he just the guy just knows what he's doing. Yeah. Cuz I mean, you throughout that film you hear that bit of music so many times. Yeah. And you kind of just like, "Okay, that's nice." Because it is quite a nice, like, subtle, calm bit of music. But because he it's builds like the it, theme. Because uh, he builds it behind this, he just builds it up, churns it, and then he just slips it in there. When Vader turns, you're just like, yeah. oh, boom! And that's what I love about it. Because they, and even going back to the first three films, they brought up where that was consistently used with the Jedi. That was the, the Jedi theme. Yeah. So that marks like that epic moment where he'd turned back to the good side, therefore technically becoming a Jedi again from the Sith and. I was like it, one big circle complete, and it was it was it was brilliant. Um, and yeah, he's, uh, he's just the he, other one that uh, the other two that I love from the same movie is episode three. There's the moment when uh, when Obi Wan's talking to Padme, trying to find out where Anakin is because mm. um, he's fucked off to Mustafar, and uh, she's all like, "Oh." I can't believe you. He's not turned to the dark side. Yes, it's my kids. Blah blah blah. And but the music in the background, it's. I know it's just like that that moment when Obi-Wan turns around and he's put two and two together and realised that the kids are Anakin's he's like Anakin's the father isn't mm. he and it's like that moment of the, the revelation there's a bit of music in that I'll play it in the back uh, just epic um, there's just too many films for him to mention he just yeah the Obi-Wan Anakin fights in music yeah. that epic um, apparently they came up John Williams came up with that for um the fight scene between Darth Maul and that lot in the in episode one, mm. and George Lucas went, "I like this. It's not right for this." But no, he's like, "That's that's episode three, Anakin Obi Wan. Yeah. I want something similar to this." Though. And then he did the Jewel of Fates stuff, and then uh, the last one, the Star Trek one, that really speaks to me, probably because it's my favorite film. But Empire Strikes Back, the uh, not just like the Imperial March, but the the whole first track, which I think's like fourteen minutes long or something, with the whole. Uh, the Hoth battle mm. from the very beginning of when they start and I can picture in my head when I'm listening to it I'm just like okay yeah and that's when they see the Imperial Walkers and they report it through and yeah. then all you know the speeders go through and, and shit happens and stuff 
is, is just epic. But, um, but yeah, I, just, I mean... The guy's an alien. I mean, he, he, he is. is. Indiana Jones. Oh, dude. Oh. <laughs> and it's so... Su- I don't know about you, but there's many films and many soundtracks where you listen to, you appreciate them, you think they're great, but you could, you could probably be okay with having a different kind of theme in there or something different. But any John Williams score... I can't touch like if you tell me right picture Indiana Jones put it on and imagine a different soundtrack you can't yeah. I can't do it I can't Superman without John Williams I can't picture it any of his films E.T. Jaws just imagine a different soundtrack to it I can't no, because to me can't. Jaws is the music and the music is Jaws yeah. same with Indy it's just it's perfect he just his music describes the characters in the film yeah, I think unlike any composer I've ever heard he just he just picks up that magical quality on the film and I, that's why I think Spielberg and Lucas they must be like they're so lucky to have have him because I think if you take the themes away from their movies yeah. they're half the movies that they are uh, any absolutely. of the films yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. take I the d- theme out of Star Wars take the theme out of indie it's well, that, and that was a that was a big gamble as well because I remember in the uh, I mean everyone who knows Star Wars knows this but so if you don't this is for you <laughs> but um, the George Lucas was really concerned about having that because it was very um, uh, orchestral orchestral yeah yeah. and he wasn't too sure about that because normally most movie soundtracks you get a little bit here and there but quite often it's songs and stuff and that's what George Lucas originally was planning when he was doing Star Wars and then John John, girl John showed up and he says right this is what I've got for you plays a soundtrack to I guess you know, the score to the whole movie and George yeah. Lucas was really 50-50 about it, didn't I? He's like, it wasn't what he was expecting, and it, he took a gamble. Um, but luckily, it God. fucking paid off. I mean, it, could you imagine, like, you watch Star Wars, and then some fucking funky 80s theme comes, you know, jiggling <laughs> onto the, <laughs> it. Just, it wouldn't work, would it? No. And so, I remember, he's just, he's just really clever. I think all those directors have the moments where they don't fully understand what he's doing. But I think as he progressed with his composing... Like I remember watching a really good behind the scenes thing when Jaws. If you if you've got the special features, there's a great segment on it about the composition. Yeah, yeah, it's on the Blu-ray. Yeah, and yeah, I love he literally took Spielberg into a into a little room with his piano, and he said, "I've got the score, I've got the theme for you." And Spielberg's like, "Go for it, hit me!" Like really excited, mm. and he literally just on the piano two notes. He just went dun 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 dun, and Spielberg thought he was fucking around, and he was just like, "No, no, no, okay, play me the score." And and John Williams <laughs> was like, "That's your theme." And it yeah. took him a couple of days to realise that, yeah, the guy's a genius and he knows what he's doing. He does. Because that's such a horrible... It's it not is. horrible, but it's a very powerful, menacing... Yeah. Well, like I say, it's two notes, but it gives you that... that Because it starts off kind of slow and then just builds up faster and faster. It's got that... It's that chase music. It's chase. It's, you feel like it's uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, it's just... Um, it's kind of like the unknown, like the whole ocean. It's just... It, the yeah. guy's so clever. Yeah, with Jules, it's so... It's so simple, like I said, two notes, uh, but it, 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 yeah, it can be done. It can be used in a in a calm way, and it can be used in an urgent way. Um, and the first thing that jumps into my head is like RoboCop, the main mm. theme in that. You, you know, it's used in a dramatic scene, and it's sort of like speeded up a little bit, and you know, to get that drama across. But then later on, it's really slowed down, like when he's getting shot to fuck by all the the police. That's a clever, clever little bit yeah, of soundtrack. Yeah, but same track, and all they've done is slow it down or speed it up, and that and that's it. And it has 
two like massive powerful effects. But John Williams will always do that in his scoring. He'll always have the light yeah. side. Yes. So he'll have like the you've got the fanfare happy um dun 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 dun, dun, dun yeah. and then you've got the um like in especially the Temple of Doom like the dun, 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 <laughs> like all the you know it's like he yeah. he always has light and shade to his score and yeah. he can flip between them at any time. There's even moments in Jaws where it goes really happy and blissful but then he'll just bring you straight back down to that theme and yeah. oh, it's just yeah he's great there's not many like him no I don't think very very well I, I couldn't even count five I mean I think that's going to be a sad day when we lose him as a, as I a don't combo. think it's going to well, he's 82 think. now and thank god he's working he is, on the new Star Wars films I mean 82 it's incredible the guy's like always looked the same even if you look back at him when he was working on Star Wars he's like always had no hair with his glasses he always looked the same yeah. but one thing I would love to do and I always miss it is I'd love for us to go and see his when he does his live tour with his Philharmonic yeah. Orchestra oh, man, I, I can't imagine anything better for me with him conducting in front of me going through Indy Jaws E.T. Star Wars Superman mm. Home Alone Jurassic Park I can't imagine a better night for me let's have a look at um... he does it in America all the time but he rarely because he's he's scoring a lot at the moment and he's tied down with Star Wars and everything Let's have a look at some of the stuff that he's done. Obviously, we talked about Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Jurassic Park. Amazing score. Love that. Just he, just at the very beginning, like after the um, desert bullshit when they're in a helicopter going down dun, to the dun, island. Dun, 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 just the dun, moment dun, that starts, dun, dun, I was like, okay, I know this is about fucking dinosaurs, but I love this film already. And I, I was bound to. Cause that's what he does. We've not had a dinosaur film, I think, before that. I'm not like a, a decent one. And... Uh, yeah, and it just it, it captures you straight away, and it captures your imagination straight away. That you just you get hooked, and a lot of people probably don't even realise it. A lot of people probably like, what the fuck? Are you yeah, I bet about? a lot of people don't focus on music and film, but yeah, for people but, like us, it's very important. Yeah, but I think um, the same with all these people that think that they don't think about it. I would put that to the test because whenever they start talking about um, TV series or movies, I'll bet one of the first thoughts there might be like oh yeah and maybe a scene jumps out like if if like a, if I just said to a kid Star Wars one of the first things might be the Anakin King Obi-Wan fight yeah. but within the first like you know top five thoughts that they have about that it's going to be the music and the same as TV shows when people think uh, when you t- start talking about TV shows people instantly jump to like the intro where mm-hmm. they start going through the credits and the TV theme or whatever so um, yeah a lot of people don't realise it but that's that's it, it's without the music we'd have nothing yeah it would suck and I love it and I'm well, I've talked to you about this for a long time but I'm going to in the next kind of coming months I'm going to put up a new YouTube channel and I'm going to I like we should link to our website yeah I like the idea of, of taking a score something pretty big and dramatic and, and and just kind of putting a different spin on it like just for me to compose something and have that video clip there and for me to put my music in with it and just see how different it makes the score if it does anything to it or if it takes it I guarantee you whatever I put to it it will it will take that scene or that film or that TV show in a completely different direction because music Absolutely. does that yeah yeah it carries the, it pushes the film so I'm really intrigued to do that I'm going to do it um, Battlestar has always been a big thing oh, for me I was, was going to mention that later on I mean I've not I think that's as far as TV shows go, that's a great. That's score. probably I, I I can't fault it, and I've that's my favourite soundtrack of all TV shows. Take the drums out of the whole score; that would have been nothing. 
It's all about the drums yeah, in that. The, the... I got one of my favourite tracks. I got it on my phone, and every now and again, well, most to be fair, <laughs> most of the tracks on my phone are uh, soundtracks. Um, uh, I've got that one specifically from season three when they, when Battlestar, when it does the uh, the jump into orbit sort yeah. of thing, and it just falls down and launches all the Vipers, and that whole epic scene, and then it jumps out, and then it gets the shot, fuck, you know, it gets the fuck shot out of it. And like all the the base stars just closing in, and the yeah. camera just pans out, and then yeah. all of a sudden, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people were expecting it, but at this point, first time around watching it, I was mm. so lost in one the storytelling. I mean, I'm easily entertained anyway when it comes to these sort of things. So I was lost and transfixed with what was going on. I don't tend to predict things. I, I wasn't sat there going, "Oh, blatantly, the Pegasus is going to show up." I was just like, yeah. I was there in the moment, and the music pulls you into that. that. Yeah, yeah and then bang fucking Pegasus shows up and the music just like the drums because you got when the camera's pulling out it, the music's just like kind of slowly dying and going quiet and mm. stuff and the moment Pegasus shows up the drums start going yeah. nuts and stuff and it's a great score it, it, yeah it's making the, the, the hairs on the back of my neck stand up but it's amazing yeah it, I love that I love that um, the guy that did the soundtrack for that I don't know who he is but it's fucking epic it just works and it's got very um, a very sort of a uh, uh, Celtic, 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 Connie. Yeah, it is. Type it's the whole Irish, like I is love that, that Irish Scottish type. Sure it's weird it. how it works for that show because, because it shouldn't really fit in there. There's nothing no. relatable to any of the characters to have that kind of you know, it's a Celtic no. background, but it works. Yeah, it's, it's that just, vulnerable. It's, the pipes. And yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, so the, the pipes and stuff. I mean, I remember one of the scenes when uh, I think it's towards the end of season two, like. When the uh, the fleet's broken up between like military and mm. presidential, and then Adama's been shot at this point. Spoilers, <laughs> but when he comes back and he's better, um, and Ty's fucked everything up because yeah. he's like he wasn't ready for command and whatnot. Yeah, and he's like, "What are we going to do?" And that the music starts playing, and Adama just turns around and because the man never once raises his voice, even when he's angry and having a go at somebody, he's always whispering and he's growling. He's shot and he's lying on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "You disappoint me." And then and he and so Ty's like, what are we gonna do? And he's like, I'm gonna put the fleet back together. And the music with that just fucking rocks my world. I'm gonna get a scotch. Yeah, but that <laughs> you know which I never scotch. ran out of. Yeah, never. <laughs> Unlimited <laughs> supply on Battlestar. Yeah. But that was uh, I mean just great without that music though, it just wouldn't have worked. It'd be like, mm. alright, whatever, go put them back together then, or don't. I see. You know, either way. But yeah. the music just it gives you uh, you, you want to back him like you want to put your vote in and be like yeah Adama for president <laughs> or something no. I don't know there is it's, it's, it's so powerful there's um, it just I think it escalates the emotion even more there's always a fucking scene in do you remember Deep Impact you know the lesser the sister of um, Armageddon who yeah, come out I, the same year and there's always a fucking scene in that film that makes me cry and it's mainly really? yeah like a baby literally it's always to do with the score it's the bit where Elijah Wood do you want me to play some sad music in the background you can do you could probably find the music and play it while I'm talking about this um, it's, it's the bit where Elijah Wood and his girlfriend are trying to escape the flood is just about to hit and they, they they're with their mum and dad and the mum's got a little baby and she gives it to the girl to take mm. and she says like you guys just go and the flood hits the mum and dad and kills them and Elijah Wood and his girlfriend and the baby ride off that music in that that bit when she hands the baby over to her, I'm like a fucking baby. I'm gone. Yeah. Every time. Wow. I am just gone. And I, it's the score. 
they just know what they're doing because it is quite an emotional scene but was that John Williams as well? no I don't know who Deep Impact was but that score when it kicks in in that scene it just turns me to putty <laughs> I'm, I'm like hold me putty in <laughs> I'm my gone it's, and it's, Close pa- it's powerful if I was to mute the score I'd probably be like that's pretty sad but it's the music it just just every time it gets I might me have to re- revisit it because I remember I've, I've only seen it once and it, that was like back when it came out in 97 right? or something yeah like 96, 97 it's a good and film I mean it just I didn't like it because well we didn't see the trailer for it I mean I know it came out at the same time as like Armageddon but I saw Deep Impact first and watching the trailers it was all like oh yeah end of the world I expected a lot more than what the film was actually about because it's all about the story of okay I guess them trying they, they know there's a, this impending doom and trying to survive whereas from the trailers you're kind of led to believe that all this shit's going to happen quite early on and it's like they're going to have two hours of them trying to out, you know outrun a wave or something yeah, the way like the, the wave scene. is the last kind of 10-15 minutes it of the is. movie because in the trailer you got like you see the wave heading towards the city and then like there's a flash and then like the Statue of Liberty's head falling down yeah. and you know the water and you're like holy shit but none of, that doesn't happen like until the end of the movie so you've got like but uh, it half is, of them yeah. walking around talking and stuff which is if I if that's what I was expecting I probably would have endured it more I didn't like Elijah's performance in that like, do you know what I was just thinking I think it might be Hans Zimmer to Deep Impact I think it might be well I look him up in a minute um, when we start talking about him yeah. but you know the, the, yeah there is there's that that scene and then right I don't know if you remember spoilers at the very end of the movie where they're trying to um, they're trying to I think that it's kind of like Armageddon they're trying to deliver something to destroy the the asteroid and it's Robert right. Duvall his crew his team his crew on there and they basically decide that they the only way they can do this is by flying their ship into the asteroid they have to sacrifice themselves yeah. at the end of it yeah, yeah. and once again right at the end of the fucking movie they all get on the camera and they're all speaking to their partners and stuff or whatever and one of the guys has gone blind because he's yes, right. yeah, and yeah. His, he's just had a baby and he can't see her and they put that fucking score in again and I'm gone <laughs> oh, man. again literally I'm sitting here every time I go to watch the film I'll be okay this time and then gone yeah, and it's the music. I'm Is telling it? you. I get that. Yeah. It's I mean, I, I, even... I had that reaction more so with Armageddon. Than, like I said, I don't. I, 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 I haven't seen it once when I was a kid. I don't remember the impact. But Armageddon, haven't seen that lots of times. Music's the same for me in that. Like at the end when, again, I, I'm as much as I, as much as I, I'm an asshole, generally, <laughs> and as much as I hate people and whatnot which is you know a lot of people are like well, why are you podcasting if you hate people and it's a weird it's a horrible thing to try and go into and analyse but yeah generally I don't like people and, and, and stuff and uh, but when it comes to I don't know why but in recent Bruce Willis yeah who recently is I don't know if it's uh, side effects of the chemotherapy that's just made me more woman like or not I don't know but something's happened it's unlocked your inner vagina yeah <laughs> yeah I think so and I, I cry at anything and everything now, like TV show or film, because like That's I said, a good thing. Like, yeah, and like I said, and and I love it, but like I said, because I get so, I'm so in the moment. I'm mm. if it's something that I enjoy, I get hooked. I'm not thinking ahead. I'm just there enjoying it as it happens. Yeah. Um, and yeah, with Armageddon, it, I mean, fuck Bruce Willis. I like him as an actor. I don't respect him so much as an actor anymore because of all the shit that in the last few years he's just like everyone's like yeah he's, a, he's an asshole 
to work with. Everything about like the expendables, the money demanding, and uh, all the, the 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 little cameos he's had in films, and everyone, all the directors were turning around saying that he's really hard to work with because he's so demanding and a dick. Um, yeah. And nobody wants to work with him anymore now because of that. And it's only been I don't know, maybe he's always been like that, but it's only been the last five years that people have been turning coming out saying that this has happened. But still, that aside. It's his character in Armageddon that, that does it. I mean, it's and it's not him at the end. It's not him saying, you know, oh, goodbye and I love you and all that kind of shit, whatever. It's just it's the music that does it, and it gets me every time, and it makes me yeah. cry. What is that noise? I think it's a lawnmower, or it's <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Some woman. Do you know your neighbours well? Some woman's got a flashlight. I don't know. I need to. It's only like something was winding up to blow up. No, I just wanna... it's, it's coming from outside. I think it's a lawnmower. Hit me some other movies that you've done, John Williams. Um. Okay, so I love what he did with. I love what he did with Home Alone. Um. So you got this cheeky oh, little. Give me a little bit. Of you home got home. this cheeky little shit, and so he composes a score that just is, reminds you of this devious little and it's like oh that's brilliant Um, but he always does that he's yeah he's just brilliant I just I love the way I always I always remember Con Air there's a scene in Con Air Um, it always just gets me it makes me sit forward on my seat and it's always I don't know don't quote me on this but I'm pretty sure it's the it's the bit where they're fighting in the airfield or something and he um, Nick Cage turns back and goes I'm going to show you God does exist and then he gets up and he goes <laughs> and he's just jumping over shit and there's slow-mo and he's got his vest top and, and he's just it's everything slow motion and that music is just kicking in yeah. and it just makes you lean forward and you just get so excited and it's yeah. the music and that yeah it's that, not Nick Cage running in no. a vest top no, no, it's, no, it's slow motion because with a mullet in slow motion <laughs> mullet Forgot about that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it that the music. score. It just yeah. kicks in and it just gets you on the edge and, of your seat. Yeah, and that's what gets me. Um, okay, uh, I, okay, I mentioned it earlier on TV series Battlestar. Um, a very close second to that, soundtrack-wise, person of interest. Now, yeah. I know you, you're not like, really seen it, whatever. But I haven't paid attention to it because I've only seen three episodes. The, so. in, the intro alone, the music is just epic. And then, it's like, in most of the episodes, towards the end when they sort of start wrapping up and they uh, uh, like for example uh, let's say I mean you know what the show's about right yeah yeah so in one episode let's say uh, okay someone's number comes up they've got to find out whether they're a victim or a perpetrator they find out and then they've still got like an extra two minutes at the end of the episode where the camera will just it just goes completely music at this point and the mm. camera will go around to what everyone's doing yeah and it goes to like a, a, a like the side stories mm-hmm. but like ongoing like there's a uh, the cop in it, the detective, she's uh, constantly investigating people on the side who, like, they, they killed someone that she liked, and so she's trying to bring them all down, but without just going out and arresting them all, she wants to get the whole picture of the evidence and whatnot together. Of course she does. So, yeah, who wouldn't? <laughs> so, so, but the camera might go to her, and, like, you know, you see what she's doing. She opens up the cupboard door yeah. where no one would look, and there's, like, pictures of everyone she's investigating and stuff. And But while that's going on, you've got the music as well, and it's just... It's fucking genius, and the best part that I lo- I liked about it is, um, uh, I mean, spoilers to them uh, people listening, not uh, so much you, but at one point because it was bound to happen. At one point, 
the machine that's giving him all the numbers like breaks at mm. one point. Mm. So, and in the intro, you've got it go. You know, it's done very much like Enemy of the State with it, when the camera shifts around everywhere, satellite views yeah. and stuff like that. It's very much like that, and it, it highlights uh, the cast members <laughs> in the, the couple of episodes when the machine breaks. Um, that it's, it's the same intro, same music, and it kind of starts, but then it just stops. Mm. And it, it, the way they've edited it and stuff is literally like everything's broken. When I, I got my parents involved in the show, and when they were watching it, yeah. that intro started, and because of it was like a glitch where uh, in, in the opening sequence, one of the guys he says, "You know, the government has a machine that watches you every day." Blah blah blah. But halfway through that sentence, it stops, and he like starts repeating himself in mm. a way. You are being watched. The government has a secret system. And my parents thought that there was a problem with the uh, with the actual like episode of the flash drive that I gave them. They thought that the file was corrupt or something. And I was just like, no, 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 you're missing the point. Yeah. It's like we know the machines, you know, there's a virus thing, and that's. I mean, no TV show does that no. right, with intros and stuff. So that's up there with Battlestar. But anyway, back to Mr. Williams. Just something controversial as well, talking about things that oh, love, make things be better. Yeah. Something that I think has always detracted from how amazing I think the show is. I think Remy Zero Save Me is an oh. awful, awful choice for the theme of Smallville. I see. I'm, I don't I'm, like it. So I love that. I don't. I thought you were going to say, like, I really no. enjoy that. I was like, yes, and if do, you, I, love it. I bought the soundtrack Somebody when the show came out, and the, the actual song, until that chorus doesn't really do anything it kind right. of just floats around and then yeah somebody <laughs> it's like okay but I think for Smallville I don't know it just didn't really I never really right. got like, some theme tra- okay I'll let you into a secret here now um, one of my f- <laughs> one of my favourite scores is um, I don't know I forgot the name of the woman who wrote it it's not a score it's just the theme tune I love the theme tune the, the introduction to Dawson's Creek oh, I've never heard it and you're going to fucking play it behind this what I'm talking about you're going to do it I know you're going to edit this in now so it's going to be playing behind me when I'm talking because you're a prick and I know you'll do that but <laughs> told you I'm an asshole <laughs> it's just for me the show yeah take what you will from Dawson's Crack whatever it's one of those shows it's you know it's teenagers and but I love it the show was quite important to me when I was growing up so I enjoyed it but the theme tune was Oh, I was Sorry. a troubled American schoolgirl. I enjoyed watching it. How was this important to you growing up? No, but I just... You could relate to a lot of the stuff that they were going through. and Well, apart from climbing into a girl's window. I don't know. Because all those same morals were in Buffy and stuff. That I could relate to those issues. Not vampire stuff. But, but it's just the, the morals and whatnot. You'll know the, you'll know the tune. It's called I Don't Want to Wait by... I don't know. You guys are know who's listening to this. It's a, you, you guys tweet in. I can't score. wait to listen to this. You'll love it. I think you'll like it. I think it'll be on your iPhone next time we speak. <laughs> Alright, okay. So, um, so yeah, back to Connor's scores and stuff and soundtrack. <laughs> Away from the crack of Dawson. Um, Is that still going? No, dude. It finished a long time ago. Probably a good thing. Possibly. Alright. Possibly. Um, Let's see what else uh, Mr. Williams did. Uh, oh, God. Um, so, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, my list. God. See, there's an emotional scene with Tom Hanks at the end on the bridge. Yeah. Spoiler. Um, Everything about 
every track it's the music. Prophet Ryan from the beginning when it's the old dude that falls over because he tripped on a stone at the grave or whatever and he's like oh and um just that the, you know going into the flashback of Normandy Beach that's just a very just touching fucking, touching it, score but yeah but it's done in a very like militaristic kind of way because obviously being a military yeah it's, it's quite it's a powerful score that. but it, at the same time he does that whole light and shade very powerful military and very vulnerable at the same time yeah. like the bit with Tom Hanks dying it's just like oh yeah. man Angels you can't Angels. unless you're dead inside that scene can't not get to you with the music it, it, it and does it's just powerful and it's it was the um, uh, in a way I kind of this is how I, I see like one day uh, my death scene <laughs> I've not I, yeah I've not selected the, the soundtrack yet but when I was this all started when I was um when I, when I was having chemotherapy and stuff and I don't know why but maybe it's because I was restless and had trouble resting I guess <laughs> <laughs> that is the definition of restless <laughs> yeah maybe I don't know why maybe because of that I um, whenever I lay in bed and try to sleep or whatever my feet my feet are always active they're always like twitching or you know flicking yeah. or doing something I don't know it's, it's a really strange habit that I've only picked up in the last couple of years and I still do it now it's um, because you're scared of sharks you're always swimming <laughs> <laughs> you're hypothetically always swimming away from that shark yeah um, and I've had it like every day this week for example is you know I've been uh, I go to sleep eight between eight and nine in the morning I hope to generally sleep through till about you know at least three maybe four but I'm waking up one two o'clock yeah I'm kind of awake I'm just like fuck and I have that that old man syndrome I'm just like I need to pee and I'm not going to be able to go back to sleep until I need to pee yeah, it's, not, I hate it's not desperate I hate but that. I have to I know I'm not going to sleep until I do it you won't sleep well yeah so I go to the toilet then I go back and I try and sleep and after about half an hour it's not happening so my feet start dancing and shit and uh, and I, I just know one day however it happens but hopefully to a good soundtrack I'm going to die and, and Stacey's going to wake up and, and find me dead or she's going to come in from work or something and she's going to know because the, count, the camera <laughs> she's going to look You're down gonna film your <laughs> she's going to look down and my feet are going to be completely still oh, and that's how she's going to know that I've passed as it were very much in links it to Saving Private Ryan at the end mm. when you got that music and stuff he's talking to the only one dude who was actually quite cool the only one guy that survived runs off to get a medic comes back he's yeah. like captain don't go whatever and you know because he had the the hand parkinson's thing whatever when he's dead the guy looks down the camera goes down his hand's still and it's just like i hope you're not listening to a fucking john williams score when you're because <laughs> <right, laughs> that's going to be too much for her to handle <laughs> it might be just, god just, just looping on the phone in the background unless she comes in and you're like you're in the middle of temple of doom it's like and your feet are still um, dun, 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 dun. I've done. Oh, I've, I've, <laughs> Short round. I oh. I've thrown in a couple of random, well not random. I've thrown in a couple of soundtracks to various uh, death scenes that we've enacted over the course of the podcast. Um, I'm going to try and think of one now. Uh, not Jaws, not Home Alone. I, I want to steer away a little bit from Star Wars because it's too I, easy. I, yeah. So you just think of that. Dun, 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 dun. It's just too easy to think of that. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, Saving Private Ryan. That scene. That's that's, that's winning. 
Um, let's see, Miracle, without a paddle, just married, and America, come on, let's get some he's, Superman, he's obviously. So many. Oh, apparently he did AI, which I never finished that film. See, like I never really enjoyed the film, too long, so I, I never like, really paid attention to the score, which is bad, but... Uh, okay, so, oh, apparently, <laughs> apparently they used the Jaws theme in an episode of Columbo. <laughs> Could you imagine? Wow. <laughs> um, Lethal Weapon 4, Lost in Space, Seinfeld, Hamlet 3, obviously Star Wars, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the Long Kiss Goodnight. That was a good film with Sammy Jackson. I remember that. that. Friends, Jurassic Park, come on, give us some juice. Hamlet 2, uh, JFK, good film as well. Long film, I don't really remember yeah. it. Hook. Hook, hook, where's the hook? <laughs> Was that, that kid says at the end, you know, hooky, lucky, I got lucky or something like that? Looky, looky, I got hooky. Yes. Then he gets stabbed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well played. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's, and he was like an Asian kid or something, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Token, Rufio. To, to, yes. Yeah, the big mohawk. Rufio. What Come on. Who names their kid Ruf? Rufio. Amazing. Uh, that sounds a little too... Similar to something else that's bad, but so I'm alone. Back to the future. Oh god! Oh, yeah, the the Jaws. Yeah. No, he didn't do the theme. It was the Jaws that was theme. Zimmer, I think. Back no. To the, no, I'm thinking of something different. I, I can tell you who it was. But yeah, all the, you know, he's not done a bad film. He's not done a bad score. Where are we at, Sam? He just hasn't. Composer. Okay. Uh, Alan Silvestri okay. who's the same guy that did Predator and all that like oh yes give me a bit of Predator Indiana Jones K9 Moonlighting uh, Superman The Golden Girls now we're going back The Goonies oh no oh. Superman theme in that well, yeah, you're probably looking at movies that, that have used his. Yeah, used his but, yeah, I mean he's. It's yeah, just, he's generally him and everyone. Once when you, when you, uh, I guess when you're a fan of anything, I guess could be said. But when you watch a movie and uh, you pay attention to the soundtrack, you can generally tell without seeing it in the credits. You can generally tell who it is. Like we could go see, we go to tomorrow and see a film. We could be like. That's fucking John Williams. I mean, yeah, you just know because of the star. And, and they're not. I mean, okay, there's there's some similarities between uh, like Indiana Jones and Star Wars. Some of the themes they do they cross over because it's the whole fanfares and but, the, the little bells and yeah. But like I say, it's not always the same. It's one extreme. Like E.T. completely different score. Superman different score. Saving Private Ryan after, different end yeah, of the spectrum. I was going to say after listening to your podcast it's, of the day, you should try and do the John Williams test. And the test is to sing. Three seconds of Superman, three seconds of ET into three seconds of Star Wars. Example. So I'll try and do this because I'll, really I'll not be able to do this. But here we go. Please, so go on. Star, um, Superman into ET into Star Wars. So it's ready. There we go. <laughs> oh man! Every time I try that, it never works. I'm so fucking happy right now. I would right not now. be able to do that. It's oh, shit, really record. It's really yeah, I did really. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard Fucking Superman hell. into E.T. into Star Wars uh, yeah because it's, it's got that try it now it'll be funny go nah, uh, Superman <laughs> 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 
I'm not doing it. I won't be able to do, <laughs> do that. It. It's because it's got that constant. The tempo's quite. Uh, They're very similar. Fast on all of them. Yeah. I yeah. I'm not even gonna try. I might, I might in my alone time. I might try that. <laughs> in my alone time. As 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 the as maybe a, a bonus bit for the uh, the intro. I might later on when everyone's gone, when Stacy can back me up, I might try and do that. <laughs> and then when I try fail, I put that outtake in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah but you generally you, you, you go to the movie and no matter what kind of um, movie it is uh, like I so said John Winsman's done he's done every kind of film there is action mm-hmm. drama period drama I'm sure horror fuck yeah he's done everything he's covered all his bases yeah and but when you so when you like watch a film you, you, you hear the soundtrack you just kind of know same as Hans Zimmer now going to see things like Gladiator or The Rock or uh, Man of Steel I just you just know Dark Knight yeah, oh, fucking classic. Love that. Hans Zimmer yeah. won me back over recently with Man of Steel because that's he was I, tackling. Well, you know, my my favorite soundtrack of all time is Superman, and then I was like, "What's he gonna do? Is he gonna play around with it? Is he gonna do something different?" And then I heard he's gonna do something completely different. And I was like, "Right, you're in trouble here because all I can think about is John Williams." Yeah. And then when I first heard, they teased it on YouTube, and I heard that you know it starts with the piano, that ding ding. And I was just like, okay. I and then it builds that. and he put those fucking Battlestar drums in. I was like, you've yeah. got me. And yeah. I was like, that works. And when they had it to the trailer, oh, first time I saw that trailer and him taking off, like when he puts his hands down and then yeah, it, the drums kick in. Yeah. Doom, doom, doom. Oh, it's like, oh, my God. I remember the first time, because I, I, the first yeah. time I saw that was with you and Sean. Producer, we were just like Sean. silent. I loved the film. Uh, I'd, I'd not... Apart from the beginning sequence when it's all on um, Krypton with mm. um, Jarrell and Makara, yeah. I, the music then were great, but apart from that, I was so encaptured with visually everything that was going on that I didn't notice the soundtrack that much. Well, he did kind of get, he did overuse it a bit too much. Yeah, that whole we, piano remember, bit, that whole dun dun, he kept yeah. putting that in and putting it in and putting it in. I think if you take it out a few times, mm. it would have been more effective well, when we you talked, heard it. Yeah, and we talked about this afterwards. Cause, um, I think he Because you, you were just it. like, oh. It wasn't as effective in the film. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't really recall much. And then... Which is weird, because we heard the soundtrack yeah. online before we saw the film. We were like, that sounds great. Yeah. But then when it was put with the film... I don't know. I, it didn't... I, it's one of those things that I enjoy it the more and more I hear it. Because the second time I went to see it was with Stace. And I haven't seen the film. I was deliberately paying attention to the soundtrack. Mm. I was like, that's actually really good. Third time, I went to see it with my folks. Uh, I didn't keep going to see it because it was you know, a great which, yeah, I don't think it is a great film a lot of people give it shit but it's a great film, um, a great film. but I couldn't get if I could get everybody together at one time to go see it I would have done that but yeah. I couldn't so uh, yeah and, and like when I'm at work now in between like listening to podcasts or watching an episode of 24 uh, or something I'll um or maybe while I'm listening to a podcast, I will have soundtracks on in the background. Mm. So lately, the last few days or the last few nights, I've been going in and I've been playing the soundtrack to The Dark Knight because it's fucking epic. And on YouTube, it's like over an hour that long. It's a great, yeah. And Man is still as well. It's an hour long. And it's just like, before you know it, an hour's done and I've been thoroughly entertained listening to a podcast or playing on my iPad or whatever whilst listening to that music. Because whilst I'm because whatever I'm doing like even if I'm on my iPad for example I'm listening to the music and whilst that's the whole soundtrack I'm seeing the film in my head well that's what a good composer does and that's why Hans Zimmer I think is very much like John Williams especially he, yeah. especially with um, what, what film were we just talking about um, Man of Steel yeah with Man of Steel no there was another film by Hans Zimmer though where the score 
Dark Knight, sorry, you were t- saying, see, he writes the character through the music, so the Joker is just <sighs> so horrible and twisted, and he just come up with that. I don't know how you can only describe it. It's just, it's a singular, I can't remember it's a repetitive, it just keeps, it's just a note. Yeah. And he kind of pulls it, and as the Joker's giving his monologue, the note just gets higher. Yeah, because it's kind of done as if it was like a violin or a cello or something. And it's just being pushed from one octave to another. He's just pulling the note. Yeah. And as the Joker keeps talking, it gets really uncomfortable. That note is it just, does. it just ticks away in the back of your head. And it's not nice, but the way behind the Joker, it's, oh. If no one's seen it, I recommend. Uh, I'm pretty certain it's on the if you've got the Blu-ray edition it's probably on the DVD I'm pretty certain it's on the DVD version as well the, the extras um, Hans Zimmer talks great. about that that piece of music and because he, he wanted it to be uncomfortable yeah and, and he came up he spent like a long time coming up with stuff and the dude um, what's his, Christopher Nolan he on a flight to somewhere where they're filming I think it might have been Japan mm. oh they were going they were, he was flying somewhere and it was like a nine hour flight and uh, before the flight Hans had given him tons of music, tons of samples for the stuff, and he was like, "Okay, cool." And then, and he got to, he went through a lot of it, and nothing particularly caught his attention. But then that one mm. bit, just that, which is the opening sequence in the film when the joke yeah, of the bank and stuff, just, and it's, it's not it's much music bigger going on. And bigger, yeah. It's just like I said, it's just that one note that just gets stronger and louder to the point that it's just a lot of people would compare it to the older, and it's never bothered me. But the uh, the nails across a uh, a whiteboard but it is but that's the genius thing about it because that scene every time with the Joker when he's giving a speech about how he got his scars and it changes every time because he's, he's fucked up and I love that <laughs> and he changes the story every time I love that it's uncomfortable watching his performance is really uncomfortable and then that music as well mm. it's just I swear if he delivered that speech without that you know viola or whatever it was that instrument pulling that note you wouldn't have been it wouldn't give it the same it wouldn't be the same. It would be a great little moment of him talking to someone, but yeah. you wouldn't be, you'd just probably be sitting back listening to him. But because of that music behind it, which is just one note. Yeah. Well, simple as fuck. Yeah. Well, like you said, I think John Williams and Hans Zimmer have a very good natural talent of good guy, bad guy. And that's, well, they, when they first see the film, they, they look at that and they okay, right, that's a good guy. That's a bad guy. And they, and they have their own individual things. That's what John Williams does. Every time, yeah. But... Mm-hmm. John Williams, you get uh, your, your, you know, your good Jedi music, your Sith music, and your indie music, and your Nazi music. And yeah, he always does that. Yeah, I think the way he composes is he writes the the main the theme, so like the the, the indie theme, and then what he does is he cuts this cake into different sections. He'll take that indie theme, and then he'll have a little few little scores that branch off from that main theme. You know, very yeah. cleverly. Um, yeah, yeah. He just—he always does that. He has a main theme. He probably has a bad theme, and then he just intertwines them and cuts them up and does slightly variations of them. But yeah, just amazing. I'd love to see what he's going to do with the new Star Wars. I think I watched an interview with him the other day, and he said he's very much looking forward to it. He gave J.J. Abrams his blessing and said that he's a very talented director. And he said if there was anyone that should do it, it should be J.J. And he said he's excited to go back to the scores, and he thinks. The way that JJ is going to approach this, a lot of the old music will be there. Yeah, of course. Because I mean, you're going to have the intro. That's going. To, that's a given. You're going to have some Jedi music in there. It's at some basically point. going to be like Episode but, Three. You're going to have the yeah. themes that you know, All and the then he's going to write. He's going to write a few new bits. Yeah. So it will be familiar. 
but it'll be there'll be some fresh stuff in there as well. I'm looking. I'm hoping that. I mean, I, I at this point I don't know much about it, but um, I, I can because there's lots of speculations and rumors, and a lot of people want it to go the movies to go the way of the uh, the extended universe the books. Yeah, which no I'm one like, really knows at the take moment aspects of that, fair enough, but do your own thing. But what I would like to, I mean, according to the books, after Return of the Jedi, um, the Empire goes into a state of civil war, mm. and because um, obviously the Emperor Vader being dead, you, all you've got is like Grand Admirals and Moffs and whatnot, left, right, and centre, that are in charge of their own little fleets, mm. and but nobody wants to. Uh, agree to any one person being in charge of the whole lot so they're all fighting about it and bitching about it and stuff and they all become very quite emo but what I'd like to see is that happened but at one point in the books quite early on and the uh, Timothy Zane was on books uh, to do with Thrawn he kind of like unites a certain yeah. amount of the fleets in the area and stuff and I'd like to see that in uh, in like in the opening sequence you get your yellow writing in the space and be like oh the Empire's going to a state of civil war and uh, yeah. the, the Republic's rebuilding, blah, blah, blah. And then get to a point where some dudes like reunited, maybe just like a couple of fleets of the Empire. And just like that, that first opening sequence, maybe you just see a Star Destroyer fly over. But you get that Imperial March theme straight away. Because that's not been... I, they, they, they played with that a couple of times in the sequel, uh, the prequels, like episode one, two, and three. But it's not been as prominent as it ever as it was in uh, Empire or if I Jedi. was you because I know how big of a fan you are so, I mean I'm, I'm a quite a big fan of Star Wars but you are next level shit <laughs> you should be giddy as a schoolboy right now as they say in indie. giddy as a schoolboy <laughs> you should be giddy as shit yeah. because you have a director who what he's done with Star Trek is is second to none and I, am. I, I watched him in an interview and one of the interviewers asked him what he thought of Star Trek before he took on the project and he said it wasn't really anything that really interested him. He didn't mind the universe and the films, but it was nothing that interested him. Yeah. If he can do that to a saga, which he wasn't that interested in, and they asked him what his favourite franchise of all time is, and it's Star Wars, <laughs> what the fuck? You should be so excited. Yeah, I am. You're going to get to see Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and Mark Hamill back on the screen as characters that you remember as a kid watching you. You're going to get to see that. Mm. I mean, well, the thing is with me, is like... You're going to get to see that. I could quite... I would, I would quite happily... Even if it was just one of those those guys, you know, one of those cats. You get all of them. Um, yeah, I'd be happy with all three of them. At this point, I'm actually a little, like, cautious and worried about it. Because I'm just like, well, I know they've, in the last uh, couple of years, they've got their personal trainers in and they're trying to get into shape to look the part again. But it's It'll like, be fine. They're, they're Even lot, if it's brief. But yeah. It will be a nice nod. I'm hoping. I'm, I, I'm I hoping don't think it's, it's going to be a big thing. I think it's going to be no. a brief and it will... Because they've got to pass the torch on. Because they're all like... I mean, it's going to be not brief. Not away from them, but... I mean, Carrie Fisher's obviously the youngest of them all. But Mark Hamill's, like... Um, I, I was... I've seen a lot of his um, his stuff recently of when he's been out and about uh, conventions, comic cons, things like that, and whatnot. And the guy, nothing against him, but because I love him and I love him as the Joker and you know doing the voice of that, but he's not aged that well. Yeah. And Harrison Ford, as cool as he is, the guy's old. I it's mean, gonna be he's minimal. like what, almost seventy or in his seventies? It's gonna be. It's going to be a minimum. Yeah. JJ knows what he's doing. It's going to be a minimum. I think. Nod. It, I think. I'm telling you, you're going to get. You will get hairs on the back of you. Yeah. When you oh, first yeah, see Harrison Ford yeah, yeah. as Han and you hear that music behind him and he's standing there, how can you not get emotional by yeah. seeing that? I imagine they'll be like in uh, half of the first movie and then they're going to like pass the torch on 
and then they'll just like and it's going to be the music be that's going to get you yeah and everyone's against JJ because they're like oh lens flare and that's everyone's bitching moment and yeah the, the, that's what they're all talking Relevant. about I'm just like fuck off I was like that's a Star Trek thing and he apologised it'll be different that, he obviously he won't do that to. with Star Wars he knows yeah. he won't do that Star Wars doesn't like the thing is like, when he redid or rebooted Star Trek it was new he could do what he wanted and he did that and the lens flare it, it works yeah there's nothing bad about it and he admitted your, he overused it a bit in the second yeah, film but, and, like, but whatever but he shouldn't yeah but if that's your problem fucking go deal with it you know there's, there's worse things in the world to like complain about than fucking the lens flare, flare. and with Star Wars they've only ever really used that when if there's a ship flying through space and the sun the hits sun, you, you know, get the flare yeah so so he's going to use it probably in those sort of uh, scenes but it's people not are gonna, just worried about the lightsaber battles it's all going to be it's not flares gonna, yeah, and shit and you're not going to be able to see anything yeah, he's and, not going to make every, it so you every time you see R2 the fucking light's going to be bouncing off his fucking helmet and no. Well, his helmet is uh, the, the top and his roof, as it were. It'll be... It'll no, be yeah, he's, he, JJ knows what he's doing. They all know what they're doing. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'm just like... Look, at the end of the day, we're getting a new Star Wars film, I so... Love, I love how we veered off. It's <laughs> yeah. always fucking happens with you. It's like, you're a clever bastard. You get, me talking, you get me talking about scores and then you're like... You just put, just put in a little bit about Star Wars and then I'm like, oh, there we go. Fuck. <laughs> But no, um, no I, just, I mean, I think uh, John Williams is a god in his own right, uh, and I do think it will be. Well, I know it will be a very sad day when he does go. I hope he's around for another um, 30, 40 years. I hope he's one hundred and twenty, <laughs> still conducting. It'd be amazing. All right, It'd be great. You never yeah, know. Yeah, well, yeah, he could yeah be the yeah, oldest be. conductor in the world. He might I'll, be a machine already. I'd be happy with more that. machine now than me. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, not that anybody would be able to fill his shoes. But if someone were to, then or like second best would be Hans Zimmer in my books at the moment let's just hope that we get to maybe see him with his orchestra because he does do tours <laughs> with his organ then he does do tours around the UK yeah. let's just hope we get to see that before he either clo- you know clogs I, I, it or I, I just decides think, to stop so. hopefully in the next couple of years because I would pay I would pay handsomely to go and to watch to see handsomely. him orchestrate. I'd pay fuckload to go see him. You know, if someone said you can get a ticket, but it's a hundred quid, I wouldn't think twice about it. To see him, you know, having the big screen up in all the film running and him conducting it in front of you, just in a big like, I don't know, I, I an acoustic kind of cafe. I would cry. Yeah, I'd need to take like tons yeah, of yeah. But once I hear Superman, then that's yeah. it. Or indeed a million yeah. scores. The last time I went to see um, something like that, it was it was a local. I say a local thing, but um, I don't know where the uh, the, the, the orchestra the symphony people were from but um, they did tons of uh, like Mozart and Beethoven stuff it was all classical um, which I really enjoy and I went to see that and it was just it was really really powerful because there's a lot of it just uh, you know it's just music you're not particularly you don't a lot of it you don't think of anything at the time you just you, you're there you listen to music and devoid of thought but then every now and again there'd be certain um, bits of music that they would play that would remind me of things from films. Again, classical music's always, always heavily used in uh, TV shows and, and films and stuff. Like one of the ones that they played, I remember being in Band of Brothers. Yeah, and uh, I can't. The episode was, uh, I can't remember what it was, but there was a bunch of German. I think were they Germans or I can't remember who they were, but there was. The episode opens up and like the 
Dundrin first walks into this town place, whatever, and there's like mm-hmm. buildings destroyed and whatnot, and the people are trying to rebuild it and whatnot. Yeah. And I think they might be Germans, or maybe they were French or something, I don't know. But there's, um, there's uh, some guys come out and they start playing some music. I'm not too sure, but I think, uh, and if anybody wants to correct me on this, they can let me know at nashcastpod.gmail.com. Slide. <laughs> um, but I'm pretty certain it's the episode when they come across the the first time they come across the concentration camps. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're walking into Germany, yeah. shit's going down, and uh, there's these guys playing some music, and then they find the concentration camps. And it, the episode finishes with them. Mm. They finish their set and they pack up and yeah. either walk off or start helping to rebuild or something. But uh, that bit of music was played in this thing that I went to. Um, see or listen to yeah and of course the moment I heard that it straight reminds, away I yeah. was just like Band of Brothers and I saw and because it was it captured my imagination it, it put me Band of Brothers is a great series in its own the, the, the soundtrack to that again brilliant yeah. the theme amazing and I'm just like I can't help but think of you know World War 2 and Jews and Germans and stuff when I hear that bit of music now it's funny how do you know what the one piece of music which if I was to speak to someone maybe a lot older than me and to ask them, right, this piece of music, what does that remind you of? They'd probably, Is it the National Anthem of America? No. <laughs> this, If I mentioned this piece of music to them, they would probably say something like, yes, I remember when that was released, that's a very powerful theme. And if I said it to them, I'd say, oh, that's weird because I think of this film. Now, there's one bit of music that always does that and I can never disassociate the music from the film and it's Tubular it- Bells from The Exorcist. Now, to me, oh, yeah. if I ever hear that, I think of a girl Obviously. on a bed vomiting pea soup. <laughs> Twisting a head Playing with a crucifix. Crabs downstairs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's that theme. <coughs> See, that's, that's weird, me saying in my head, that theme. That's not a theme. That <coughs> song was written years before The Exorcist, and <coughs> people used to listen to that as a song. And be, I can't imagine sitting there going, oh. But that's the thing. It became iconic because of that film, didn't it? So now every time that song's played, but I, I couldn't just listen to, to that song and be like, oh, "That's a good song." Like I can listen to everything by Lifehouse and just be like, "That's a song," and I can I can break it away from Smallville, but I can't mm. listen to something like Tubular Bells and be like, "To me, that's Exorcist." It, I, it's weird to think that was a song before they obviously just took that, put it in the Exorcist, and now everyone always thinks of that. It's very strange. Mm. I could not break that song away from that film. I um, think I think we should have a little bit of a game. What's the game? Oh, I've just created it just now, but Ooh. I'm thinking... You're going to play the score? I'm going to play some, some stuff for you, and I want you to guess what it is. Okay. Let's start, off, uh, let's start off nice and easy. Okay. Well, that's a hand in the thing right there, because you can hear the... Um, yeah. It's that little electronic... at the rock yeah yeah, it's, yeah I was waiting for the strings bit to come in that's always what reminds me and all I can see now is Ed Harris stand down sergeant <laughs> I will not give that order <laughs> come on Michael B <laughs> I'm asking you as a friend now I'm asking <laughs> you as the captain <laughs> love it I love that movie. he is amazing yeah. Ed Harris he's there's something about Ed Harris right Oh, there was. At the moment, he's been weird. The last one I saw him in was... Yeah, when his head went really big. Man on the Ledge, I think it was. Yeah, and his head grew. 
Yeah, something. He doesn't look quite. He's quite old now, but oh, he's always. Yeah, looked... but when I was watching it, I was just like, he looks more like Peter Weller, and I was like, is that Peter Weller or is that yeah. Ed Harris? And then eventually, I was like, okay, something's wrong with his head. And people were saying, oh, he's just lost some weight. And I was like, what from his face and the rest of his body? <laughs> but his head stays. No, he's a cool dude. I like Ed Harris. I mean, it's probably some medical thing or whatever. I don't know, but when you look at him in something like Apollo thirteen or, or... the Abyss or the Rock. Yeah, or... just look at him in that, and then look at him in Man of, Man on the Ledge. He's got yeah. It's uh, something's wrong. I <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Ed. <laughs> Good old Ed. Uh, oh, I got one. Okay, this is a uh, from a uh, a. What's that? It was your fridge. Was it? Yeah. What, cracking. Yeah, it talks. <laughs> um, num, num, num. <laughs> It makes noises apparently like bobbles and stuff at some point. I've been here a station evening. I hear this noise. I'm like, what? What the fuck is that? She goes, that's the fridge. And I'm like, doing what? Drinking? It's <laughs> not like we've got an ice trainer or anything. Where the fuck did my milk go? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I don't think it's going to take you long to get this one at all. But. Star Wars! <laughs> no. Wait. Hold on. Let me let it kick in. That's Hans Zimmer. That's Inception. I need to look into that because that isn't uh, Hans Zimmer, but no, it's not Inception either. Sorry. Difficult is that fucking. Wait, is this Man of Steel? No. What is it? I'll kick in and you might get in it. I'm trying to salvage this. How fucking commando is that piano in the background? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Jenny! <laughs> I really don't know who this What's is. What's the army doing here, Dad? <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Chainmail. <laughs> John. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Why is it going on dancey? What is this? <laughs> okay, I need to. Fucking hell, man! You, what was you disappoint, sir? <laughs> what was that? No, I'm all. Was I'm it Matrix? Uh, yes. Which one, though? Revelations. Yeah. Oh, I've salv- completely salvaged myself then. That's, That's fine. Eventually, somehow. That is the fight in the end. It so, is. There we go. Right, right, fuck you. Completely salvaged that. It took me a while. I went for about eight other films, but I got it. <laughs> Eventually. I should have known that. Dum, 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 dum. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's see. We if... will fight in the rain, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> Like what I've done with the place? Yeah. <laughs> it ends tonight. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, whilst I look up some mm. other stuff, you, uh, Ronin47, you, you... Sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Uh, There's a film called what? I heard oh, I must have blanked it out of my uh, head. Okay. Oof. Robocop? And we won't talk about the Robocop remake either. <laughs> no, we'll do that on the next podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I will tell you this, though. Um, they decided when the film starts, about actually, it's one of those moments where the film is on for 15 minutes and then the title sequence comes up. So it says Robocop, okay? And then it does this. Dun, 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 and you're like, okay. Dun, dun, However, dun. the composer decided to do this behind the score. 
and it's like what? it's like fucking dubstep Robocop and I was sat there going I'm in for the ride now I know what's coming I've got two hours of shit about to come dubstep Robocop they took the theme but you did rate it a little bit better than uh, producer Sean though, yes because he gave it a three yeah I gave uh, he it he the impression you would give it a four. Oh, three and a three and a half slightly better than Sean but not much I was not, just trying to be very positive in the cinema. Not cinema worthy. No, not not worthy. I was. Oh, that's. I, we're going to talk about this in this podcast. Absolutely, so, but that yeah, that. Because hmm. um, I need to. We need to try and like fix this because that. Sadly, that movie's given us a, a bit of a black eye. But. Massive. Um, okay, let's see. This could be. This going to be a bit tougher. Hmm. We've gone from easy to hard. Right. Oh, this beauty. goes on for quite a while, so I'm going to give you as much time as you need to be able to figure this out. Film or TV show? TV. I haven't seen as many TV shows as you. You've seen oh, this. You sure? Yeah. Banner oh, Brothers. Yeah, no, no. Do you want? Are you okay for a bit? Or are you? I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna cop it out. <laughs> Have I definitely watched this show? Mm-hmm. Pacific. Drums, it's Battle Star. Yeah. Oh. It's Spartacus. Yes! For fuck's sake, four guesses. Well played, sir. I knew you'd got it. If you'd not guessed, though, the moment that. I knew when those vocals come in, the yeah. male vocals, it made me think Spartacus. That's something else I've been to see, as well as Dark Knight, Man of Steel. You can get watch any of them on. Watch, listen to any of them on YouTube. Um, so I put in. Alright. So Dan Ganicus. <laughs> Um, just playing Spartacus soundtrack and it's like you know you've got War of the Damned hour and seven minutes and one second uh, Gods of the Arena one hour seven minutes 56 seconds I mean just you just sit there and listen every to shot, the soundtrack yeah and thing is same thing like when I first pulled that up I thought okay War of the Damned I get to that Gods of the Arena I was like I've not mm. seen that for a while so I played it but throughout a lot of the, the music I'm seeing the show in my head Mm. so that's and again that's how powerful soundtrack score. was yeah so there's like I'm seeing uh, some of the fight scenes of like when Gannicus is in there fighting when at the end when Crixus is having his fight and mm. how Asher gets um, fucked up and whatnot. and yeah. the scene when Gannicus fucks uh, Onimus' wife mm-hmm. uh, or bitch or whatever she is so I should probably cut that his wife I'm sure it's his wife um, and then they like fall in love or whatever but that you know the music behind that I'm seeing it all in my head so it's it's a lovely thing to have where in my job where I can not really do anything I can sit there and whilst I'm listening to a podcast I'm also listening to background music Mm -hmm. so seeing the events of the TV show or movie happen in my head at the same time but Mm -hmm. whilst at the same time paying attention to everything yeah so I'm listening to the podcast and taking it all in but and there's not many I mean (laughs) Okay, that's, that is a multi-talent, if ever I heard one. Mm. I know us men folk aren't... <laughs> well We're not really very good, no. That, but I can, uh, I can do that. Now, give me a podcast or soundtrack and have Stace talking to me. Can't do it. <laughs> yeah. You can't concentrate. <laughs> but, when, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but when I'm at work, you know, I can... Yeah, three or four things all happening, happening simultaneously. Simultaneously? That's, that's very, because she requires that's your American. undivided attention. Yes. 
Which is fair enough. Um, yeah, it's reasonable. <laughs> yeah, you'd say that, but I didn't even reasonable. know she'd left the house earlier. <laughs> when you no, called, really funny. I was like, you... <laughs> yeah, your, your girlfriend's in town. What, is she not at home? That's really bad. You didn't even know she'd gone to work. Yeah, well, I remember... Fuck um, me, she's quiet. <laughs> I remember my alarm went off at one o'clock, and I think she came up literally, like, seconds later. Um, and cause I, yeah, I turned my alarm off, and I was like... Yeah, it's only one o'clock. I checked my phone. I had no messages from you or Sean. So I thought, I'll just chill for a little bit. And I started dozing off. And then she came up and um, stroked my face for some reason. And I was just like, whoa! <laughs> I was like, okay, it's you. <laughs> and then she said, yeah. That's why she had a black eye earlier. <laughs> now I know. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. Yeah. And um, yeah, she said, I don't know how long you want to sleep into what time you want to get up or what time the guys are coming around or whatever and I was just like oh uh, yeah, yeah now <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like okay and then she wandered off and I just figured she went downstairs to make a cup of tea or whatever and no next, she went to work the next thing I know I'm getting a phone call from you in town saying you've just seen her <laughs> and you're like <laughs> you were like no wait she's yeah, here I was like she didn't even say goodbye I always hear the door open and shut and stuff and I was I must have been out of it I must have fallen back asleep or something yeah but, you must have gone straight um, yeah so that was sorry Stace <laughs> that was weird but no this is this has been a good a good podcast I think okay, um, last last soundtrack last before soundtrack we, before we tie it up and then we'll uh, we'll have a break and do something else let's hear it what have you got for me is this a hard one or in between I I, 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 I really <laughs> want to warn you then <laughs> Dylan <laughs> either that or cruddy kid yeah, it's half on the half me Aggie. <laughs> no, who's the uh, the bad guy in the second one? Come side, come side. <laughs> First, you see him. Sato, <laughs> then you see me. <laughs> <laughs> if you've not, I give you six days to one father. <laughs> but then at the end, he starts. Then you see me. Then he starts talking normally. Yeah. At the end, he's like, what do you say? What do you want from me? Yeah. What do you ask of me? What do you ask of me? <laughs> he goes all like. No, <laughs> he sounds like Kung Fu Panda's dad. Ah, <laughs> oh, you are noodle. <laughs> that is crispy noodle. Oh man, that shit. You, that you're so. you want from me, Miyagi? He's <laughs> got two sides to him. If you piss him off, if you've not seen them, um, quite a kid. One, I mean, in fact, all three of them. Original three. Forget four with a chick because I. Well, no, we don't. We don't. Uh, need to so talk the first three. Epic. One and two are equally as good. Three is bad, but it's good because it's bad. No, that's the thing. I remember as a kid, I remember one being like the best of naturally of most of them are second a close but close second pretty good though three at the time I was just like this is shit. But when we rewatched it, oh man, we found it quite funny. Funny, but also really good. I mean, I like the it was good the morals and stuff. And this this guy constantly trying to get him to fight for the championship and stuff and. Yeah. And again, I do How like that bit at the end where the music, like when he's on the floor, even though it's quite oh, shit, Miyagi's just yeah. standing there and the guy's like, he's like, you teach your shit. He's like, he's all shit. He's like, I own you. I yeah. own you, Luuso. And he's just like, he, he looks at Miyagi and then he gets up. They bow and then he does that fucking yeah. cat. Yeah. Like, throws yeah. him over his shoulder. Yeah, they are. Like, what is, what is, what is pretty lame, but the music was really cool. That, that's what When he's on the floor and he's like just right in front of him. Like he said, if they'd done that, let's say they didn't have the soundtrack for that, that would have been shit. But it's exactly I the same. It's bit. exactly the same as the first one when he gets ready for the crane. It, the music the kicks music in. You know it's coming. coming. He does you know it's coming. Yeah. He's like, do it. Yeah. Bam! 
bang kick in the face done and even though it all gets, and even though it all gets sad, and despite all the the uh, the the atrocities oh, the, and, and, and the, the, oh, the they get past all the their bad behaviour like all the way through bullying. the film and, yeah the bullying but because he gets kicked in the face suddenly this guy's like well, no, we'll suffer, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, Dad's like yeah yeah thanks man. yeah I'd kick him in the face again but and what, what's even odd is that I mean not to point out any flaws or anything but Danny kicks him in the face at the end should have a black eye or something doesn't mm-hmm. Miyagi earlier on when he jumps over the, the still cage Miyagi Miyagi <laughs> when he jumps over the fence yeah. he um, like hits that dude in the stomach and then flips him over 360 with his arm and chops him in the nuts yeah but the next day he's got a black eye but his face never got touched Weird. but at the end Maybe when Danny fall. kicks him no black nothing. eye no bruising nothing mm. slight thing but anyway Cry Kid 2 same thing it's like you know uh, he's got to prove a bit you know he's got to, he's got to have a bit of re- reputation in uh, Okinawa, Okinawa. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that yeah so I love um, one. some locals want to give him some trouble he gives some trouble back he breaks some mice cubes he breaks a shit ton of and you've got the same oh, thing six epic yeah. <laughs> epic fight at the end though but again the music adds to that where you are covered <laughs> <laughs> I can not cover that he goes behind Prince and Gurley doesn't he yeah. you are covered <laughs> he must, his voice must yeah. be sore at the end of the day but but then yeah like the epic fight at the end and it's great because you've got like the not just the dramatic music, the music. But yeah you've got Miyagi going be like you know this is no competition fight to death I don't know why he's like talking like that, but no, <laughs> oh. no referee. Oh, yeah, no referee. Oh, well, how do you know who won? And he's like, <laughs> man, who not dead? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like okay. Yeah. Oh shit. But, and then third one. Okay, yeah, some some poor moments, but the, the one constant great thing of every single fucking film oh. is me. <laughs> Oh. Miyagi never gets, gets fucking touched. He never gets touched once. Every single in all time. The movies. Yeah. Every time somebody tries to take him on. In the first one, it was what the the guys outside the fence. He kicks he them all. Dano. Second one. Second one in Okinawa when they all try to trash the gardens and stuff. He kills them. And all. he's like, Aye! yeah. One of them kicks him in the back, but that's nothing. He's just like, what was? Well, that? they're kind of more of a push. Yeah. Anyway. And then the third so, one, he, third nothing. One, my God. He takes out. I John. want to know what he did to that guy when when like Danny's like shitting himself. That guy who goes flying through the fucking doors. Oh, what did Miyagi do to him to make him go flying through the doors? He's like he picked him up. And, like, and then when he comes in, he's and a small got, guy. You got the uh, what is it? The veteran guy, the Vietnam fella who broke his knuckles or whatever in the windows yeah so you got and John his, his boss yeah the young kid with the spiky hair isn't and, 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 and then, then the guy the defensive stance is that yeah he, with his legs parted not very defensive <laughs> no you can't but, it, but he's very much saying yeah. come on yeah let's go I love Miyagi yeah he's yeah, great he kicks ass I, I miss him bless him he's, and I've never uh, watched the next Karate Kid with the chick I've never bothered because it's no, apparently I, it's I, awful and I, even I, though Miyagi's in it it's not I remember as a kid it's not I started watching it and like it's, I, I remember it being quite early on I think when he discovers her because Danny's moved on he's homeless or whatever and this chick's taking out some trash or something or she's crossing the road and this car almost hits her mm. and she jumps up onto the bonnet in a tiger defensive stance she's like oh. yeah. and he sees that and he's like oh, ancient Japanese fighting style or some bullshit like that. And so he decides, he decides to train her because... No, he was um, just clever. He was like, oh, she paint my house. She can wax my car. He's like, he's bringing in this list. You cook me dinner. Yeah. 
Oh, Mr. Miyagi, why am I cooking your food? You <laughs> shut up. You won't be te- you listen. <laughs> Wax on. Oh, this is brilliant. This is like Mr. Wang meets uh, Angry Fat China Man. Oh, I love it. Ah, oh. love Miyagi. Ah, oh, hello. Ah, oh, hello. Ah, oh, I pinned your fence. <laughs> <laughs> he always comes back into every pod, doesn't he? He always sneaks in there. Yeah, I love that. I, I mean, I, I, as good as the the remake is, which was my original point. Long it story was good, short, which it wasn't. Jackie I, Chan I and Aiden Smith. It was good. It had a different. It, it, it was, was kind of nice how it was very, very identical. The script was pretty much the same. There was a lot the, of the nods. The setup was very much the same. I just, the one thing I really didn't like um, was the fact that throughout the whole hour and a half, all this kid is doing is putting his jacket on and off, and suddenly he's a fucking kung fu master. Yeah. I mean, It just come didn't on. have the same heart as the original. No, the, the original, you want a karate kid, go see the original. A bit, I mean, the I don't, fighting, I don't, I don't think it's the original related. karate kid, the fights were pretty shit. Like, the new one, the fighting is really good it's choreographed oh, really well it looks yeah, cool yeah. but hey, I don't mind I still that, love watching that, that's, the um, that, that's kind of like doing a Star Wars thing though isn't it it's like Obi-Wan Vader in episode 4 and the Death Star a bit shitty look at Anakin and Obi-Wan in episode 3 it's fucking the choreography and shit fucking fast and it's non-stop and yeah you know, and if that's what gets your um, your goat off your goat i tell you what though <laughs> I was just cool, about to but... mention in Karate Kid 1 you know the really annoying guy with the short blonde hair, he's got the evil eyes. He's like he's really Put him in the body bag. No, not him. Oh, That's not one him. Of, it's, he's, he's, he's I do got, remember. He's, Isn't he's he got really short blonde him hair in the locker room. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. come on, make a move. Yeah, watch, come on. Watch how Chicks bad. He's like, oh. Watch it again and watch how bad the editing is in the film in their fight because they walk up to each other and um, the blonde guy does a fake kick and then kicks Daniel in the face. And then Daniel gets oh, yeah, up, yeah, like up, and then and then oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. hits him once, and the guy's like, "Break winner!" And then that's it. The guy's standing there, look at him, and that's it. The fight's over. It's really badly edited. There's like, there's a whole, and I read up about it. There was a big chunk, a big. The fight got tamed down because they said it was too violent. No, didn't he? Didn't he get disqualified? He no, that's the guy that elbows his leg. He's like, "Danny, I'm sorry." That's after oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. The guy with the, the weird eyes. Yeah, they so have this had, fight. He had the curtains, but yeah. they have a fight. But it was um. The director cut it because so they said it was like, too violent. Yeah, he did the, he did the he fake did the kick, kick and then, then hit, hit Daniel in the face, and then, then Daniel, Daniel down he walked, he hit him in the stomach, and yeah. then he kind of gives Daniel a look, and then the fight's over. It's really badly edited. You should watch it again. I will. I'm going to now. And the director said the fight was very. It was a very violent fight, and they had to trim it. But I'm like, well, you didn't trim it very well because it was <laughs> didn't make any fucking sense. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that tonight now and, and find out what happened. But yeah, no, yeah. remember now. Just correct me if I'm wrong, but. Because Miyagi obviously gets involved. Now, is it? It's the third one, isn't it? When Danny's down, as he always fucking goes in on the mat, and he's like, "Ah, oh, fucking hurt." And Miyagi's he's like, like he's down I'm scared. I'm he's afraid. Like, he's like, oh, oh, Yeah, and doesn't he like he fucking slams down the mat and stuff? He's like, "You." But he doesn't do that in the first one, does no, he? No, it's only in, in the first one. In he's the first just one, standing, he just gives the nod. standing there. Yeah, he gives the nod when Danny goes to do the crane. Worrying to the legal contact then, of the knee. Yeah, in the second one. <laughs> Finish him. <laughs> and there it comes <laughs> just gives the nod me he's like oh he knows it's coming and it's such an um, an epic nod though it's not just like a it's a proper like he's, he's like, like yo fucking go on do it <laughs> love it just oh. but Miyagi says he's like ah oh, go on do it yeah. oh. powerful moment kick him in the face every time you watch that scene you know what's coming but you just you're like go on you're the then. best just do the crane kick nothing's gonna ever take you down you're the best that's just amazing um, but yeah, we've won. Yeah, I had this one last. Um, one last thing for me. I'm pretty we'll... the last one I did was the one. Let me hear one, it. But let's do it. Oh yeah, no, I've got it. I'm pretty sure you'll get this pretty quickly. Okay. But 
we should see. We we'll test your knowledge. Okay. Ooh. TV show. Is it a film or a TV show? It's a film. Okay. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. Not even I recognise this. This is fucking oh, strange. Great. Um, I'm gonna have to skip, skip a forward bit. a little bit. Alright, let me play a different one. No, that's, that's just not on. This will do it. Okay, I'm you cutting don't all even that shit. I'm worried. I'm cutting all of that. Well, I know straight away it's John Williams. I can hear it. Did you say it's a film? It's a film. It's not it's John not, Williams. No. know this I thought that bit Mal giving it away it's die hard yep <laughs> fucking hell man it's those harps that <laughs> 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 yeah yes well there we go die hard I don't know what the fucking first thing you played me was that was <laughs> bullshit <laughs> but that was die hard <laughs> didn't have somebody's interpretation of it that was great anyway let's try in summary um, so yeah John Williams Hans Zimmer obviously there's a load of composers out there which we laugh but <laughs> it's a weird time for my alarm to be going off but it's um, yeah we respect a lot of composers but I think those two are it's mainly yeah. John Williams for me Hans Zimmer for you but we both respect both of them and uh, no, no I'm I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on board with that I mean John Williams is definitely he's number one without a doubt and he's a clear one like yeah. you know when your top three movies change from time to time with John Williams is always at number one yeah he, I don't think he'll ever move there's no way no I think I, I think um, with my list I, I think it's a simple three John I mean, Williams Hans of, Zimmer yeah John Williams Hans Zimmer and I'd, I'd say Alan Silverstreet or whatever his name is yeah. the guy I did like Predator the Back Predator. to the Future yeah that's amazing I, you know, dun, 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 that's just that dun, gets you excited dun, dun, when you dun, dun. hear that yeah every time so in fact I like I got one more track for you this is the ultimate. This is going to be your uh, your make or break. This is the fade out. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. See, it just takes that. Just slow it down. That's all you need yeah. to do. And then fast again for dramatic dun, scenes. Dun, dun, dun. Just ah, oh, brilliant. All right, dramatic. No advert. Give me... I got in one second. True lies. Fuck it out, man. I <laughs> oh, love shit. that score. I love that score. How do you... See, and that's also the same thing with um, like what we were talking about earlier on. Um, not just... Uh, Shoot! <laughs> not just with soundtracks. <laughs> that was a really accurate Jamie Lee Curtis noise there. You wait to listen to that back. <laughs> Uh, but not just um, not just with soundtracks where I can be like oh yeah that that, that part of the film whatever which is you know people are just even Stacey's been like how do you know I'm just like because maybe I've just seen it or heard it too many times I know whatever but it was the same when um, as a kid growing up uh, I'm not afraid to admit it I used to watch Star Trek a lot hmm. 
and I started watching it on my folks where I, I was watching it with my folks like on the second or third run I had them all on DVD or whatever and I was watching it with them um, and this was like years ago and I we could never remember where we got up to mm. so and but I knew that when I put it in like the moment the episode starts literally within the first two seconds I'd know <laughs> if we'd send it or not <laughs> And I'd stop it. I'd be like, "No, it's the next one." And they'd be like, "Yeah, fucking, how do you know? We've how do you know we've not seen that one?" I'd be like, "I know." And I'd play it to them, and they'd be like, "Oh, something shifty." You're just playing the episodes that you like, and I'm just like, "No." Sorry, <laughs> I just had something going around in my head. Something I've always wanted to do into a microphone. <laughs> uh, okay. And if you're a True Lies fan, I know you and Sean will definitely appreciate this. Everyone else will probably not get it if they haven't seen True Lies, but I've always wanted to do this into a microphone and see what it sounds like. No, no, no. Turn around. Do it too simple. Do it very slowly. <laughs> yes! That's made my day. Holy shit. That, that was actually really good. That was amazing. Um, that's, I'm going to throw that into the beginning <laughs> intro. <laughs> oh, true lies. Uh. Okay, but here's, yeah. a, here's another one. Like Last one, and I'm going to wrap it up. Okay. We've been doing this for a while. Let's do... Yeah, uh, yes. it's probably a dead giveaway, but let's do it. Yeah. Thank you, I'll and be good back. night. So he never came back. He stayed in that well. Oh yeah, the pink goo. Now. Good journey. Can you- <laughs> <laughs> that little fucking that cosmic key. Dolphable. What what tune did that device make? Yes, <laughs> right. it was a fucking synthesizer. <laughs> yeah, what noise? As a kid. Go on, what song did it do? You know it. It was um. Moo! Moo! The guy from Top Gun. It's just like, what is this, a nuke or something? <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> fucking, he's amazing, the cop. Yeah. Uh, right, okay, let's. Sum it up. It's um, been emotional, it's been a yeah, great, so it's been John, great. John Williams, Hans Emma, The Epic Return of Yourself, Adam. Thank you, and the good night. Adam Kinghorn, our musical genius. Good to have you back. Good to be back. And We're going to put Donna's mind to, to rest. I know that much. Donna. Yeah, is Donna. that the Canadian? She is. Yeah, she's our. Um, she's become our um, our like biggest groupie in, or our, our um, uh, data 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 intelligence officer. Chip. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Every time me and Sean start talking about something, whenever we get lost, confused, or whatever, and we need <laughs> clarification, we ask her, and she emails us in. Oh, cool. <laughs> like, help and stuff we started off as a bit of a a gimmick because she emailed in she was one of the first email or the second email that we got in um, and we, me and Sean were talking about stuff and we had no idea so we were just like look anybody who can let us know how this went down or whatever let us know awesome um, and yeah she did yeah. it's uh, been emotional yeah she's emailed us since so John Williams Hans Zimmer we salute uh, you. Soundtracks, pay attention to them or don't. Uh, it's up to you. It's a free world. Do what you want. 
But, you know, um, hopefully, I don't know. I don't know what. May music touch you as it has touched us. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Hopefully, you'll like pay a bit more attention, or, or if you look back on films, or, you know, watch films. It might films give it back, a whole you know, new perspective. Yeah, um, maybe you might be, pay a bit more attention to it. And uh, if, you, if available, listen to soundtracks just on their own uh, through YouTube or whatever, and uh, you'll be surprised of, like, how much you'll be able to see the film in your head of, like, scenes that happen as it happens according to the music I don't know exactly yeah. but so, yeah. Yeah. so that's our music episode uh, enjoy and we'll catch up with you soon boom try to be best if you're only a man and a man's gotta learn to take it Try to believe, though the going gets rough, that you gotta hang tough to me. History repeats itself, try and you succeed. Never doubt that you're the one.